Um, because there's so many people that are like, just all they say is like, anyone that says, ask me, how do I, or like say, how do you clean it? Yeah. But how do you clean that? Anyone that says that I'm like, you've literally never cleaned a pipe, like any pipe at all. You've just talked to your friends about cleaning pipes when you're hanging out, smoking weed with your friends. You actually never actually clean. You don't own a pipe because anyone that says that is like, I'm like, Oh, like if you're having a hard time cleaning your pipe, then you probably literally don't clean your pipe. The only pipes that are hard to clean are the ones that have been sitting for months or years with like resin in weird places. And it fucking, you know, solidifies and turns to a fucking crystal and hardens up there. And then, yeah, then it's hard to get out of there. But when someone asks, how do you clean it? I'm like, dude, you just, just clean it like once a week, just throw some freaking warm water through it, a little bit of alcohol or some, whatever your preferred cleaner, it cleans like any pipe. It doesn't matter if it's a beaker or some crazy shit like this. a little one to start the morning <coughs> so I'm still recovering from last night <coughs> you know just a little one just a little smooth one get the morning going nothing crazy wow what's up everybody welcome to episode 87 of the podcast I just stayed up all night and now I'm filming a podcast today might be weird because I'm a little sleepy but that's okay we got some cool pieces on the table before we get into today's episode, don't forget to check out bmsglass.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out our Patreon. We're doing so much different stuff over on the Patreon. We start our first giveaway, well, will happen by the time this podcast comes out. It's happening Friday. The next giveaway we're doing in February is going to be a juggernaut. So sign up for that. We have extra content on there, giveaways, scheduled lives. We're doing a couple times a week with everybody. It's fun. So if you want to join the Patreon crew, check that out. Um, try to put that in the link in the bio if I can remember to send it to Aja. Uh, but yeah, episode 87. Today we're going to be looking at a Blue Soldier Art collab that I made last night for his upcoming show. We're going to be looking at one of these unique ring drains with the little vortex in the middle, similar to the Crunk collab that I did in the last couple months. And um, I really did this uh, solo one because I never got to get pictures of the Crunk collab. So I was like, I really want a picture of that type of drain. So I did one for this Sunday sale and uh, brought it up to Borovision and got some nice photos of it, which I'm really, really excited to see. We'll talk more about that piece in a minute, though, and the colors and all that, but first, these are literally the first smokes of the day, <coughs> first coffee of the day. I'm just trying to fucking wake up, honestly, folks. Hope you all are doing good today, and thank you so much for the first Sunday sale of the year selling out. That was fucking awesome. The chocolate drop sold out, too. We're going to do more of those uh, collab drops, where basically I have an artist come to town, we do a podcast, we make a handful of collabs, and then we do a drop on the website, and it's like a whole event. We're going to do a few more of those, because... People seem to really like that, and it went pretty damn good. It doesn't mean all of them will go good. I think people were just extra hyped up on those chocolate pieces. Um, they really just, I think that our work really complemented each other, so it just made some really, really beautiful pieces that caught people's eyes. So maybe that's why those moved so quick, you know? Every collab's a little different, and uh, every artist has a different, like, collector group and stuff. Not every artist collector group wants a recycler, and that's all I fucking make. So, 
you know, I could do a collab with someone and then their collector group's like, nah, dude, we just buy mini tubes or we just buy spoons. We don't buy recyclers and then it's not as desirable. But luckily in the chocolate case, it was. And uh, we'll talk about the blue soldier in a minute. I think I actually think I need like one more dab. I know that last one looked like it really choked me up and messed me up. But really, that was just the first one of the day. And I'm trying to figure out where I'm at in life and what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out like where, I'm, you know, sometimes you ever just wake up like almost like still stone. I like lay in bed there because like I don't sleep a ton. So like if I'm slamming dabs for like 18 hours straight and then I sleep for three hours, usually I wake up still feeling a little funny. Um, <clears throat> but I'll be laying there. I don't know if any of you do this, and this might be a sign of insanity too that I do this, but I'll lay there with my eyes closed and I'll just ask myself, where am I? And then I'll answer, I'll be like, earth. I'll be like, when am I? I'll say the date. Just to remind myself, just in case, you know, I'm not here. When I walk out my door, I'm like, oh no, you're in space or something, bro. Why'd you think you're on earth? As you can tell, I haven't slept already, and we're only about seven minutes into the podcast. I'm already not making sense. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. All right, let's warm this up one more time. Get one more dab in. So usually I take a couple before the podcast, kind of get my get my gears going, get everything oiled up and running. This morning you're going to witness the gears getting oiled up. It's happening. This may not look different than any other podcast, but it feels different to me. <coughs> Fuck. Maybe I'll take a dab through this uh, ring drain one, actually. I'll just warm up the nail in here and then throw it on there since, it's, since I'm already warming it up. Then the, the next Sunday sale we have coming up, I don't have the exact date on it, but before that Sunday sale, I think we're going to do an accessory drop with like micro collabs. So I have like five or six like collabs I'm doing that are like micro RBRs, like little, like little affordable collabs. And I think I'm going to do like, I have like five of them we're going to do. All, each one's a different artist. So five different artists, micro collabs, and then a bunch of accessories and a drop. And then I think we're going to do another big Sunday sale after that. That accessory collab drop, I'm hoping happens in the next like 10 to 14 days. And then we'll have the Sunday sale basically a week after that. Um, so we're going to keep pushing and crushing to get these sales out. Cause dude, we're fucking, we're making moves over here. We're trying to expand and we're trying to like add more equipment and just everything we're doing. And I don't know. It's getting way more fun now because my guys are getting better at glass blowing. And like when I buy tools now, they're excited. Like I said last week, how cool it was to see how excited they were with the, the new kilns. That's definitely a big motivator now too. Cause I'm like, fuck yeah. If I get new equipment, the guys get all excited. They're like, then they're hyped up on work. Like it's kind of like that, that ripple effect of positive, like, and you know, energy, I guess. Sometimes I feel like such a douchebag when I say positive energy, but whatever, fuck it. I don't have, I don't have any other better way to explain it right now. Let's see what I want a dab of after that. I do think I took a dab of ice cream this morning. Man, let's do some of this uh, cherry lime soda. might fry my throat right now. I don't have enough hash and resin built up in my throat to hit that one yet. Hmm. Maybe some lemon butter rum. Maybe a little lemons this morning. Yeah. Okay. You know, you really, it's, you got to pick your hash. For the right moment, you know, you don't want to get crazy and start dabbing something that's a little bit too wild for, you know, if you don't have enough coats of dabs at your throat yet. There's certain strains that are just so like terpy that like, man, they like will rock my throat sometimes. It's not even that it's like too hot of a dab or anything. It's just like too much terps. It's like if you were to put your face over a bowl of vinegar and take a deep breath, it's not that that vinegar was too hot and too harsh for your throat. It's just the terp on it, bro. It's like, what the fuck? Fry your throat. You know, and that's essentially some of these shit, so, some of the shit's so turpy that it's like almost like putting your head over a fucking thing of vinegar and inhaling deep. It just will fry your throat a little bit. 
if you uh, take too big of a dab, that is. I'm sure with smaller quantities, you don't have that same experience. It's probably just a quantity thing we're dealing with there. Um, all right, it's about ready. Sweet. And another jar. Done. You know, that's the fun part about smoking hash. It's when you get to just throw your jars away. No, that part sucked, actually. Anyway, damn, I smoked too much hash. Oh, it's gonna put it in that thing. Forgot. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's smooth this morning. Everything is just real. I sound good right now. I sound like I'm really good smoking weed. Like I do it all the time and stuff. It's sick. Whew. Okay, now I feel ready. Two dabs. My eyes are sweating. That's how I know I'm ready. Oh. <coughs> oh, fuck. Okay, let's talk about glass now. Now that I've gotten really baked. We'll see if we can make sense here. Some really cool colors in this piece right here. Um, this color on the neck and the foot, I know it looks kind of like serendipity, but it's not. It's way headier than serendipity. Serendipity is, I believe, uh, amber purple over either like star white or one of the North Star whites. This is Loki lipstick over Lotus white. And Lotus white's that really fancy white from Moltenora that's very sought out and everyone wants it. Well, we covered up that beautiful Lotus White with a layer of Loki lipstick, but we did it for a purpose. We wanted to really pull out more of those pinks and ambers. Whereas with um, Serendipity, which is the amber purple base, it's more of a purple amber. This is more of a pink amber. So it's a really stunning color. And then we paired it up with an Atlantis Sea Slime Green Stardust blend. So basically it fades from like Atlantis to um, Sea Slime. But then there's a layer of sparkle through the whole thing from the green stardust. So it's like this sparkly, fumey, faded out, like with like these beautiful, like opaque, like pink and amber hues in the neck and stuff. And then the lip wrap, the perk, and then the bottom of the foot are all like blue slime with uh, cobalt. So it's like this nice, like, I don't know, it's like a dark blue moonstone almost. So there's like a lot of different colors in this piece to like put it together and stuff. And it was just really, really fun build functions. Wonderful on it. Um, I'm excited to do more stuff like this. This is giving me some ideas about some like some drains with multiple rings and stuff like that. So I'm going to keep pursuing this and playing around with it. Um, that's one thing I find with glass. Anyone that ever wants to get into it is like, man, it's like the, there's no ceiling if like you have enough imagination, there's just so much you can do and like refine and get good at. It's just, I, I'm really grateful I found this craft and this uh, career because not only is it super fun and everything, but I'm able to like support a family. So it's fucking awesome. I'm stoked. Yes, piece shreds. I'll pull on it. Maybe take a dab on it in a second. you smoke it the more crazy the function gets with the recyclers i love that it almost makes you make your recycler like super dirty because you're like oh i just want to see it fucking shred so i'm gonna fucking do a bunch of dabs on it not clean it for a week oh that dab clearing me out just telling my producer like 
when I stay up to three, four in the morning and like smoking hash and blowing glass and then I wake back up again at like seven thirty, like there is so much hash in my fucking chest and my like face from smoking all day. Like <clears throat> it's crazy because we're filming. We're fit like so we're filming, filming a little bit early today. So <coughs> oh, fuck the hash is getting me. Man, one of my best collectors, I feel like was supposed to get this piece, and then it didn't happen, and man, I think I'm going to take care of him and make him a special one. There's certain people that like have been supporting my company for years, but also like super, super heavily, and it's like, I want him to have one of these pieces in his collection, because I definitely thought he was going to get it, because I didn't promote this piece very much. I made it the night before the sale. It wasn't something I like posted and was hyping up and it's an expensive piece of glass. So I was like, there's not gonna be many people going for that. He's got that piece. Damn, shit sold like instantly. It was crazy. And then it like and like it's not seeing that like some of the names that buy these pieces are like some people that maybe like have never bought a piece from me before or they're like ghost collectors where you'll never see the piece posted on Instagram. You don't see a lot of my big crazy pieces posted on Instagram. There's like one person that posts them, it's like OG Glass Gallery. There's no one else that really posts any of the super high-end big pieces um you know most of them just like get bought and then i never see them again i'm like who owns this stuff i feel like there's like a secret society of glass collectors that aren't public they just own really cool pieces i don't know they don't invite me to the party though they probably got dope ass parties probably got like like food trays out i think i'm hungry um but yeah i'm excited to pursue more of this though it's one of those pieces that like kept me up all night because I wanted to finish it. And that's the funnest glass is like, it's really easy to like talk yourself out of working all night because there's always tomorrow, right? But like, if you're doing something really fun, it's really hard to talk yourself into going to bed. That's that's the shit. I love getting in that pocket where I'm able to just like get really into whatever I'm working on and I get obsessive and I won't go to bed. I'm like, I gotta finish it. It's kind of like what happened with this Blue Soldier art. We'll talk about that in a minute too. That piece fucking shreds. I'm so stoked on that piece. But lately I've been trying to find like a rhythm where I can keep myself in that pocket of motivating and pushing myself to work late. Cause like anyone, it fucking gets hard. Like I get tired. Like I'm tired fucking now. Like there's so many nights where I'm like, ah, I could just go to bed right now. It's like, there's always tomorrow. Like those are the nights that like give me the most anxiety the next day though. Cause I feel like I like made a conscious choice and like didn't like push myself farther, but and grind but at the same time like I understand that rest is just as important as like working in like mental health and physical health and yada yada yeah whatever but I know how I work and uh, I know that like I actually physically need to work and produce something every day in order to feel like I'm good the next day like I need to wake up the next day knowing that I did something and I was somewhere and when I pull a brand new piece out of my kiln, I have proof that I existed the day before I'm like I did something I, I was alive I existed the day before here's the proof Here's what I was doing that whole day. I have the proof right here. I was alive. Another crazy thing to say. But, <clears throat> yeah. So, it just, to me, it's really uh, philosophical and probably over-romanticized at most times when I talk about glass and my perspective of why I work so hard and why I'm so obsessed. But, well, you know, sometimes I feel like if I don't talk about it, I don't appreciate it enough myself. I just get caught up in work and the next goal and... I'm not appreciating how special it is and I'm able to do this for a living and, and like 
I'm in my own little bubble. Like I used to live in that like real world bubble where I worked like for other people and like going to a job every day and like killing myself and just working my ass off for someone else and or people that really didn't give a fuck, honestly. Um, man, like I was like really part of like the whole world at that point. And then once I started blowing glass and like it's almost like I disassociated with the whole world. I just like kind of got in my own little bubble of just like glass blowing and like terpene collecting and like seed collecting and following all these different like pages about growing and extracting and glass blowers. And I was able to like find like a place to like go and escape how like crazy the regular world was and not saying that you should like ignore like reality or whatever, but I absolutely think it's necessary for humans to have a place or a way that they can decompress from the stresses they deal with day to day. And mine was like escaping into this glass world. It's just, and I, I feel like I abuse it cause I'm, I never leave. I just, I just stay in there all day, all night, do, do podcasts talking about it. Just, I stay in that because that's where I like to be. It's where I feel comfortable. It's not because I have a million friends that blow glass and are always hanging out with me and stuff, which I would love to have eventually, but it's more like for once in my life, I felt, I feel capable, you know, I feel capable because not only am I making something that I'm proud of, but I'm paying my bills and taking care of people, which makes me feel capable. You know, people rely on me and I'm accomplishing what I need to do to take care of them. So it's, it's given me a lot of confidence and freedom in the end. You know, a lot of people may look at it on paper and be like, oh, this dude's just been working every day for eight, nine years, like, like crazy. Like, who wants to do that? But it's like, whatever your favorite thing to do is, could you do that every day for eight, nine years? Yeah, and this is my favorite thing to do. So it's like not, on paper, like people will see it as a job, but to me, it's like, no, this is just like what I enjoy to do. This is how I like to spend my time. Like, if I loved fishing, I would have to find a way to make money from fishing all day. Like, I love making pipes and blowing glass and working with fire. I love the smell of fire and just everything with the, the way the heat and the radiant heat on your hands and just everything about it. Like there's so many aspects that I, I love about the glass, but it's, it's what I love, you know? So a lot of people, you gotta understand it's like, yeah, I'm working very hard and I'm tired, but I'm happy with how hard I'm working. I'm, I'm happy to put another 18 hours in. I'm happy to not sleep because all I've gotten from glass, yeah, there's been a lot of hard times and times where I thought, oh shit, how are we gonna afford to pay for oxygen this week? Or how are we gonna get more material because we didn't have money? Or how are we gonna pay the guys? Like I used to have to do Sunday sales to make sure I had paychecks for Cormac and Brandon in the morning. I never told them that. Like I used to have to like hustle glass just so I had enough money to pay them because I didn't have enough money in my bank account. That wasn't that long ago because it was a huge investment taken on those guys and like waiting for them to get better so I could actually have their help. <clears throat> and now after three years, like I got a couple guys that are starting to be pretty damn helpful. And if they stick with me with another couple years, they'll be extremely helpful. But yeah, <coughs> either way, I've gotten a lot of gifts from glass blowing and pursuing this craft. So to anyone that likes watches what I do and they're like, yeah, man, it's cool. He makes all that stuff, but like, I wouldn't want to work that much. Like I'm trying to like live my life and have experiences and this and that. And I'm like, that's what you want to do. I want to do this. I want to work like this and I want to make these things and be obsessive and just, I don't know why I wish it was towards something maybe in the medical or scientific field. 
because uh, then it might actually help people, but it's not. I'm making bongs, so it's what it is. And I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to do my thing and and just keep fucking going at it super hard until it's not fun anymore, which I don't see that happening because every day it gets more fun. The more tools we get, like, I'm like it just that's what's fun for me. I love collecting tools and having equipment. So, like, for me, I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, more tools. Like, this is sick. Like, so much shit I want to build. I know you guys just see me build a lot of RBRs, but there's, like, so much I want to do and there's so much I can do, which sometimes I don't realize just because... I try not to spend too much time in that mental place where I'm telling myself what I'm good at because that is a slippery slope that leads to like, you know, pumping up your ego in maybe a negative way, you know, because you don't want to tell yourself the best all the time. You want to continue to tell yourself you have a lot to learn and grow. Luna, these puppies are bothering our producer today. Luna, what are you doing? Leave him alone. Damn, girl. Come here. Come here. I love you, lady, but you're blowing it. Come here. Hi. Um, but yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, whatever I was just talking about. <laughs> I have fucking no idea. I have no idea what I'm talking about 90% of the time. I'm just kind of sitting here just ranting. That's usually how it goes. Oh, I should have cleaned this now. Fuck. It's going to be all cold now. Thank God we buy alcohol by the fucking five-gallon bucket. Because when you have, like, a little alcohol dipping cup, you use so much alcohol. Like, I feel this thing once a day. It's absurd. I can't even smell alcohol anymore. I think that I've, like, burned the sensor in my nose that actually smells alcohol. Because I've fucking been just hovering over it since I got one of these nails. There's probably going to be some medical repercussions in the future from just being around this much alcohol. But who cares, right? That hurt. The Terps were sick, bro. But the Terps. People have been asking me why I've stop, been stopped saying Terps after dabs. And I don't. I just don't say it all the time. But the other night, I was doing a video, and I took a dab of this uh, cherry lime soda, and that shit is just so terpy that it, it came out, like, involuntarily. I was just like, terps. just had to right after the dab. I was like, oh, shit, that one was terpy. That one was really terpy. A lot of people are like, oh, like, why are you smoking so much, like, uh, BHO lately? And not like, what's up? We haven't seen any rosin on the train. I'm like, I do. I smoke rosin, too, but, like. The rosin flavors are all the fucking same and have been for years at my dispensary from like Laser Cat and everything. And like, I like them and I'll buy them just because they're consistent and really good. Um, but like lately, like I've been wanting to switch it up and I'm, I've been smoking like a lot more hash lately. So to like save money, I've been trying to buy like the BHO because it's like literally $20, $30 less a gram. It's like half the price, but it's really good quality. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll have a little bit more quantity. Instead of just saying, like, smoking... Because I smoked the rosin side-by-side side with Green Dot, and I said this, like, two episodes ago. Like, I smoked their... Um, what strain was it? It might have been Picasso or maybe, like, Sex on the Beach or something. I forget. I don't know. But I bought side-by-side um, side, because at the dispensary, they had the rosin version, and then they had the batter version. I smoked both of them side-by-side, side, and I was like, these are, like, almost identical. It was insane, like, how smooth and clean everything tasted. And, like, obviously I would go, like, with the rosin just because it's, like, it's, like, almost white instead of, like, the more yellow battery color. But, like, the flavor profile is insanely on point and very similar. Um, so I'm like, fuck it, dude. These are, like, $20, $30 less. I'm going to, looks like I'm going to buy some, smoke some batters for a little bit. But I don't care. If it's good, it's good. 
but I understand being biased. Like I've been at that point in my like hash smoking career where I'm like, oh, I only smoke rosin or like, oh, I don't smoke flour. I only smoke hash. Like I've been there before. Then eventually you get to a point where you have all these other life responsibilities and you're like, ah, what do you guys got? Is that, that, that weed? I'll smoke it. You know, then you're free again. You're like free with a bunch of whiz- weed wisdom. Once you stop like being too picky, but yet you know what's good and you know you could be picky if you wanted to because you know about everything with this weed shit. But then you still will be like, yeah, I'll take a hit of that mids. Just because someone offered. Like when, I, when, like when I used to travel with doing the glass thing and do like shows like in different like states or whatever around the country, like I would uh, always like smoke with people after or go to parties and shit after and be like, like, so people would have some midsy stuff, you know, but I wasn't hating. I'm like, fuck yeah, let me get a dab of that. What is that brown goo? Like, what we got there? I was like, that ain't the one that's going to kill me. Let me get that dab. That ain't, ain't the one. But I'll smoke it. Because people are just trying to have a good time. So I'll smoke some mids. Got some new nails coming, too. Pretty excited to have a 10 mil uh, Slurpee and a Slurper again. I'm getting both. I got, like, a long toro slurper coming which is like the longer xl version which is like a deeper fucking bucket thing so the hash doesn't suck up into the fucking neck so easily and then i got a 10 millimeter evanshore slurpee coming too so I'm really stoked to be smoking my 10 mil rigs again i've been smoking 14 mil for like the last two months it's been a minute <coughs> well i feel everything loosening up from the dabs now I got, I was, I had to get, oh my God, last night in live, I was so tired and so stoned that I hit that point in the night where you like start hallucinating. Like if you look at the floor, it's doing something crazy. If you look at the wall, you got to like, just look ahead at like whatever thing you're working on and not look around you because everything's doing crazy shit. And I even told people in live, I was like, I have to get off. I can't be on live video anymore. Like I'm fucking delirious right now. Like I'm not making sense. Like wild watching the human brain start to fail when you push it to its limit and you're like oh you're just you're not functioning the the engine is like not working properly right now like we're still moving and doing things but like you can tell that like the cognitive like you know function is just not there it was not so i was like i gotta get off this live i'm fucking i'm a mess right now i'm so fucking tired still got the piece done the blue soldier is sitting there and it's clean as fuck we're gonna talk about that after this dab Yeah, I kind of wanted to do a dab on the this one. Oh, wait, we got to push that in there more. There you go. <laughs> this one's going to be a little low temp, but I like that. It tastes like a pelican case. <coughs> tastes like a pelican case. Oh, I hate that. With a fresh pelican, you put a piece in there. I forgot I should have rinsed this with water before I took a dab. I just like put water in it. Should have like rinsed it with water and then put fresh water in it. So like that smell of the pelican. Hash was still fire. Fire hash with a little pelican flavor. Whoa. Man, 
Who's going to come out with the non-stinky foam for Pelicans? Oh, man. Who can do it, though? No one cares because most Pelicans are used for what? Like jewelries and jewelries. Fuck, dude. I did too many weeds, I think. Uh, jewelry or people use it for like weapons and stuff or cameras. So you don't really care if your gun or your camera smells too funny, but when you're putting your mouth on something and breathing through it, that's a problem. <clears throat> Dude, one time I was at the High Times Cannabis Cup in 2014, and uh, one of the people I had a booth with, uh, he was cleaning his rig at the booth, so he filled it with ISO, and then someone walked up to the booth to take a dab because I was sharing a booth with a hash company. And this person walked up and was like, oh, can I get a dab? And I'm like, yeah, okay, what flavor do you want? And, like, we're serving dabs or whatever. And he, he grabs the Bear Mountain Studios rig that my friend was cleaning. It was full of ISO. And the kid ripped a dab through it with the ISO in it. It was bad news bears, bro. This kid was, like, almost vomiting. He was, like, on the ground. But, like, I was like, oh, he's going to die. Like, he, I was like, he did, he did alcohol and weed. He did concentrated alcohol with weed. He did weed through concentrated. He did concentrated weed through concentrated alcohol. Not bad. I mean, he got fucked up. He was all right, though, after about 15 minutes of just drooling on the ground. It was fucking crazy. It's like, dude, that kid's all fucked up. I miss doing those events. They were fun. They are fun because you just get to, like, people watch. You just see all, like, you see all these different types of people, people that are seasoned veterans that, like, built the community. Then you see people that just came out to Colorado for, you know, High Times Cannabis Cup, and they're, you know, never seen this much weed or this many crazy flavors and stuff. It's like... Watching adults in Disneyland. It's fucking, it's like an adult Disneyland. It was fun. I don't know if we're going to have events like that in the future. I think things have changed. I think I hit the tail end of those big cannabis events. I don't know. I think we'll get back there, but I don't know of anyone that's pushing for it. Like, is High Times even doing cannabis cups anymore? No. I mean, I know the pandemic happened, so they haven't really done them since then, but like, is their company making more money now not doing them? And they're like, oh, shit, do we even have to do that? That's what I wonder. I wonder if a lot of companies realize that they could, like, not do all this extra fun stuff because people are still going to buy their product or something. So I just hope that we don't miss out on more of those experiences because, you know, there's no one that's ambitious enough to go for it. I mean, I would, but, like, I've seen other people in our industry, like, that – are in my lane of like having a glass company and then set up events and like it almost seems like if you're an event coordinator that you're almost it's almost like being the president like 50% of the people are going to hate you as soon as you're president like if you're an event coordinator like 50% of the people are going to hate you from the attendees to the vendors like even if you're like trying your best like people are still going to fucking hate you doesn't matter so I'm not sure that I would want to run an event like that because I'm not really ready to deal with a bunch of grief if I fuck up or like don't do a good job and I don't want to reflect poorly on my company but I hope someone out there has some ideas for some more cool cannabis events and it'd be really cool to see people not follow the traditional format of these cannabis events too like do something I don't know different I don't know how many of y'all have ever been to a cannabis cup or anything they're really fun and cool but there's a lot of room for improvement um, I believe but that's coming from someone that has never done one of those events, ran one. So I'm, I shouldn't even be talking, you know, I don't know what goes into those things. I'm sure it's insane. Just the legal stuff, like being like, Hey, we're going to like go into like, you know, a local city or something or a County and be like, Hey, so we're going to rent this area over here. There's 
everyone's going to be doing drugs that are federally illegal. Like <laughs> most places and counties or states and cities, are, they're not going to want to fuck with that. Not that they're against weed, but they just don't want to fuck. They're like, what? What's sort of legal? What are we looking at on paper here? Like, it's they would need to know how to cover themselves if shit go wrong. Shit goes wrong, and it's there's a lot of gray area when it comes to cannabis still. So it makes it difficult for, you know, people who run the county or the city or the state to jump on board for some of these big events. There's a lot of logistics, I'm sure. All right, Blue Soldier Art, Mini Halo. Um, all the other Halo drains I've done are about this much taller. They're quite a bit bigger. Um, but Blue Soldier Art sent me this little Millie Marble and I was like, dude, I think I can make a smaller halo that still shreds, that looks nice. And I actually made the halo so small that when I was taking videos of this, I think people thought it was bigger, but this is the size of a mini double diffused. Um, this is like a 14 mil double diffused. So you can see like size difference from the 14 to the 10. But I'm really, really stoked how this came out. It really, really shreds. I'll pull on it right here. Hold on. <coughs> Fuck, dude. The way it dumps bubbles around that fucking marble, probably tough to see on camera, but... Man, in person, it's really cool to watch. Even from the smoker's point of view, you're looking down, and you can just see the bubbles dumping around the marble. It's it's cool to watch. Uh, I posted on my Instagram story on the night I was making this, showing off the handmade uh, colored perk and doer and everything. And, man, I got to say again, I am so, so stoked that um, I finally, like, am figuring out how to make these the way I've, like, always dreamed. Like, it's taken years. Like, and... Show, been showing my wife these colored perks and she's like dude like for years you wanted to make them like that it's like awesome to see you getting there there's always room for improvement on everything and because of everyone's huge amount of support for Bear Mountain Studios and my glass blowing dream like I'm able to keep practicing every day getting more tools and I keep getting better and I'm able to make how I originally want to make these things and man this blue soldier art is exactly how I'd want to make one um being that it's like basically full ready and then there's just like accents of color and spaces where you don't really need the ready. Like I did the perk full color to give a nice little accent of color behind the ready. I did the foot um, solid color so that way when light's going through the foot, it's kind of glowing red up through the piece, adding some color to the ready in the water. I did the ring drain in color so it did, didn't like pull apart the ready because this is a pretty aggressive technique and it would beat this ready up. It wouldn't, it wouldn't look uh, as nice after it got worked like this. Um, but then, then again, I left all that ready there. So this is like the most like ready covered blue soldier piece I've ever done. But I feel like where the colors placed, it like accents it all like really nice and kind of just like gives it a nice border or outline to his ready work. So just really excited how this thing turned out overall. I wish I had a slurper so I could fucking slam a dab on this. This is how much I like the slurpers is I don't even want to take a dab on a regular nail now. Also, too, I don't think I have a carb cap that's clean. I have a box of dirty carb caps and nails I have to clean from a... Uh, we cleaned out the studio like a month ago and these things have been just sitting in a box like that need to be washed. Uh, since we've been smoking the Slurpee, uh, I haven't really needed all my old spinner caps and shit. But I have so many caps and nails. I probably got like 40 or 50 spinner caps and like 25 fucking nails. Like it's gross. And I'm just like, oh, no, I'm just ripping this Slurpee nonstop now. Instead, gotta clean this thing. But it's fun. I like that I switched it up. 
I'm stoked that my wife's been dabbing with me again at night after the baby's like fully passed out and it's late. She's like, yeah, let's take a dab. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. We're about to smoke weed together. And we smoke weed together. It's so dope. That's why I tell her, I'm like, dude, like our relationship's good. And we've been together for almost 17 years because like we just, I feel like because we do all these little things. I was like, because our relationship's honestly gotten better since we started Bear Mountain Studios, even though Bear Mountain Studios has been really challenging on us because working with a person you love can be challenging sometimes. Like if you're dealing with a financial issue or things are going wrong or whatever, it's easier for you to attack each other. So I'm not saying that we didn't have ups and downs with um, uh, running a business together, but man, like I feel like our relationship and everything's just gotten so much better just working together. And so I told her, I was like, dude, we like get to wake up in the morning, like have coffee and like smoke a little weed together and just talk about our day and get going. I was like, most people wake up and they're like immediately stressed out. They're like trying to get ready and get to the work exactly on time and all these. I was like, I worked my ass off to provide a lifestyle where you don't have to, to feel that pressure. You can wake up and take your time and, you know, all the way down to like getting this home gym built in the basement so she doesn't have to go to like public gyms because my wife's got bad anxiety and stuff. She's like, you know, She's got her own things going on. So, like, I'm trying to build, like, a life where she can, like, flourish and feel her most comfortable. And, like, I explained that to her. I was like, that's my only goal. And I was like, we get to, like, smoke in the morning and, like, hang out. Like, that's why we, even when things are hard, we're not, like, attacking each other. We're, like, trying to solve it. Whereas most people, they're so worn down and stressed that by the time they get home and then they have to deal with some stressful situation with their partner, they're, like, it ends up sometimes being a fight most of the time, I feel like. At least that's what I've experienced. Cassie and I used to both work different jobs like she used to work from like three in the afternoon to like 10 at night because she ran, she was like a manager at a makeup counter in the mall and then I would be doing landscape from 5 30 in the morning to six at night so we would never see each other ever and we were always tired and always worn down and anytime we saw each other we would just go at each other and fight like I've been with her 17 years so it's like I've like like we've had all these different stages of our relationship so it's like I don't know. It's just, it's just really interesting. I'm just stoked that we like kept working hard at it and growing together and got to this point because now it's just really fun. Now it's just like, you know, hanging out with my best friend every day basically and then running a business together and then having like this little person we made that just like hangs out with us too. It's cool. It's dope. And I try to appreciate those things more because I still have my days where I fucking get down or overwhelmed or anxiety. So I still have to like be like, dude, things are fucking dope. Like you're smoking weed right now. The fact that you have good weed is a, is the, is the blessings like dude like I remember when weed I did not have good I remember when I didn't have weed I'd be like scraping old resin bowls from like a year prior and be like I found a bowl I found an old bowl it was like hidden and then I scraped it and smoked that resin and I I felt sick like I'm gonna throw up but then about 20 minutes later I did feel kind of high like and that's when I felt like I was doing drugs because I was like oh man <laughs> like, that was gross fuck it's like that looked bad shouldn't do that again but I was playing a lot of World of Warcraft and had very little ambition at that time. So, you know, we got to do what you got to do. You got to scrape those bowls. Guys, where the fuck are we even in this episode? Like 45 minutes or something? 40? Sick. Okay. Well, close enough. Dude, this cold weather the last couple days, though, now kind of feels like winter in Colorado. Because we were having some, like, fucking warm weather for a minute. I was like, sick, feeling good. But now this, like, cool weather again and the hash in the late nights, mm, it feels like winter because I feel run down. 
But I'm really stoked how this Blue Soldier art piece came out. Um, first one ever made on the lathe. Um, I actually have had Blue Soldier art collabs on the What's Up Everybody podcast before, but it was like a year and a half ago. I don't even know, two years ago. This podcast is going to be two years old in February, so it's, it's crazy. It was a while ago. Um, so much has changed with my glass work since then. That's what's going to be the one interesting thing for me um, when I'm an old man, when I'm fucking laying in my bed and I'm, you know, 70, 80 year old, if I get that far, looking at these old episodes, I'm going to be able to watch my whole like progression. Well, not my whole, but a, a large part, because I feel like I'm going to do this podcast for a long time while I'm blowing glass. So, you know, if I do glass blowing for 20 years, then I'll have done the podcast for, you know, 15 years of it or something like that. Or I don't even know. I'm not trying to do math right now. Either way, <laughs> like either way, it's going to be special to be able to like see like the progression, but I already can see it in a two year period. Like I wouldn't have been able to make this piece like this two years ago. I just not this clean. There's no way. Insanely, like just like the line work and everything, how like it, the lathe, it's so much easier to keep everything really clean and straight and not overwork the lines. It's just nuts to like, reflect on how much growth has happened like learning the glass and like being able to make a piece like this and start to get them like really clean and really figure this shit out like it was only possible because like of being with my wife because she was supportive and she was about it then her grandmother was a huge supporter of my dream like in the beginning like me and my wife like sold all of our landscape equipment this and that we we're still short some money and her grandma came through and helped us and so we could get the rest of our equipment and then like there's, and then like all the people who have supported Bear Mountain Studios and all the people watching this podcast right now, it's like insane. Like how many people it's taken to like get to this pipe right now, like to get to this clean, like this level, like it's taken so many people. And I know a lot of people that work hard and build something might want to just sit there and go, Oh fuck yeah, dude. Like I've killed myself. Like I did this all by myself, but it's like, you can't be successful without people appreciating what you're doing. Like you can't sell your art without people to buy your art. Like it takes it to me, it takes a collective of humans together to make something like this appear. Like this took nine years of hard ass work, thousands of people, thousands and thousands of people supporting me and believing in it. Family members that didn't have money, like give me what little they had so that I could try to get this piece of equipment. Or when I couldn't pay my bills one month and I was struggling with glass, like calling around, like I need help from someone. And now I'm the one that's helping everybody. I pay it back. You know, I'm paying it forward. I'm trying to help, help people help me. And yeah, I could sit here and be like, yeah, dude, I just grinded to 4 a.m. like every day and did all this. And I did, it was all me. But the harder I work, the more I really appreciate how much everyone supports because when I'm super sleep deprived and tired and like run down and feeling like really anxious and just feeling like shit, honestly, it's all those people that support that kind of will dig me out of that hole. It'll kind of be like, dude, like look at all these wonderful people. Like even all the way down to when I like, I don't experience this experience this at all anymore, but a couple of years ago, I definitely still experienced it, but seeing other people making, um, you know, something that was really similar to my work and then like me getting like anxious about it. And then like, I started like realizing that like, oh dude, like you're not being grateful towards all the people who support you. Like you're so 
fortunate you have all these people to support you don't pay attention to that guy that's making something similar to your shit like look at all these people who support you like you're the lucky one like so there's just like a lot of lessons you learn especially when you're like grinding super hard so like more of my point of view is saying is that my perspective has been pushed more to the way of like I appreciate everyone who supports me and I don't take it for granted and not the direction of like I fucking grinded and built this shit all by myself grinding 24 hours a day seven days a week you know I did this you know I could I could act like that but it wouldn't be accurate it'd be naive because there's been so many helping hands along the way all the way down to like getting to Colorado, there was a store that was buying glass from us. And they were like, hey, we'll help you get a house because it was so hard to buy, get houses in 2014, even in Colorado. It's been crazy here for years. Like literally it's been the housing market and everything's been nuts here for years. And uh, we just couldn't get an apartment or a house. We needed a house we could rent to have a glass blowing studio in. And um, these folks were going to all like the house showing for us. They were filling out applications, doing the $50 deposits and trying to get us a place. Like they were going to all the showings. I was like, who, like who, why are these people being so nice to us? But there's been so many helping hands along the way like that, that I think there were people that just like met us, interacted with us and then genuinely, genuinely believed they're like this. I want to see this. Like this might be something I'm going to help them. And I appreciate all those people. It's fucking nuts. Man, it's weird. Sometimes I think about like the past and it's like, oh, it's all going by so quick. But then also like I really think about it, like, man, it's been so long too at the same time. Time's weird when you smoke a lot of hash all day for a decade. Time gets a little weird. But yeah, I really stoked how that Blue Soldier uh, collab turned out. Let's take a dab on this. Uh, clean my nail up. Man, what am I going to do with myself today? I am going to be a mess after this podcast. It's okay, though. I'll probably eat a bowl of oatmeal. Do some real adult shit. You know, respond, take a vitamin. Do an oatmeal, take a vitamin. Drink a water. I haven't had any water yet today. Just been drinking hot bean water and cow pus. Or coffee and milk, whatever you want to call it. My wife hates when I call it that because the hot bean milk and cow pus things, it makes it sound gross. But to me, it's just like kind of describing the same thing, right? It was just some hot bean water with a little bit of cow pus. I love it, though. It's wonderful. It really is. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't taste as good, though, when you, when you say it like that. I do realize that it being cold now, I'm going to need a fresh one of those after this podcast. Because it's going to be a long day. I can feel it. I can feel it. I got some accessories I'm finishing up today. Some repairs. Like, I'm, all, I'm getting through my accessory list. There's a lot of stuff I'm trying to tie up here in the beginning of this new year. Especially after doing this big this Sunday sale. The Sunday sale wasn't as big as I wanted it to be because I broke a lot of glass. I had, like, maybe 8 to 10 pieces less than I was supposed to. What can you do? You win some, you lose some, but I still win because, hey, we made some glass and we made some people happy. Some more, some more people were angry because there was less pieces, but hopefully they come back next sale and try again. That's what I tell people. I'm like, just try again. And like, the longer it takes to get the piece, the, the sicker the pieces are going to be. Like, eventually the pieces might, the, eventually the clear RBRs might have full color perks in them. 
I'm starting to get good at it. And then once I can teach Cormac how to do it, then if I could have a guy that makes perks all day and I just have boxes of pre-made perks, then everything could have colored perks in it. So you never know. It's like the longer you wait, like the later versions of everything will have upgrades. It's like you look at a Ford F-150 from the 1980s and you look at one from 2022 and go, okay, not the same thing. But it took people for decades supporting the Ford F-150, buying them for it to keep getting better and better and following technology and getting better. And it's, that's what I'm doing here. Like with everyone's support through the years, the glass and everything better and better and better. Like that's the idea. Um, but yeah, wow. This I just cleaned this piece for the first time the other day. I think I'm gonna do a video cleaning the big one here soon. I've been trying to get it dirtier. It's just not quite dirty enough yet. Um, because there's so many people that are like, just all they say is like, anyone that says, ask me, how do I clean? Or like say, how do you clean it? Yeah. But how do you clean that? Anyone that says that I'm like, you've literally never cleaned a pipe, like any pipe at all. You've just talked to your friends about cleaning pipes when you're hanging out, smoking weed with your friends. You actually never have actually, you don't own a pipe because anyone that says that is like, I'm like, oh, like. If you're having a hard time cleaning your pipe, then you probably literally don't clean your pipe. The only pipes that are hard to clean are the ones that have been sitting for months or years with like resin in weird places. And it fucking, you know, solidifies and turns to a fucking crystal and hardens up there. And then, yeah, then it's hard to get out of there. But when someone asks, how do you clean it? I'm like, dude, you just, just clean it like once a week. Just throw some freaking warm water through it, a little bit of alcohol or some whatever your preferred cleaner. It cleans like any pipe. It doesn't matter if it's a beaker or some crazy shit like this. If you're having a hard time cleaning it, that's on you. <laughs> you know? But I appreciate the people who put in their point of view. Because I think that's like someone that's just like, I don't know how I can add something to this conversation. Here's what I got. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. But how do you clean it? Thanks for adding that, dude. Yeah, yeah, cool car, bro, but, but but how do you clean it? I'm not trying to be a dick, but... <coughs> if you click on any of those profiles that ask you how to clean it, you ain't going to see a pipe on that profile. You're going to see, like, the most recent, like, tractor pull or the most recent, like, concert or the most recent like shopping trip to the outlets, like whatever. Like you're, you're not going to see anything about smoking. Not at all. Cause that person, like they don't have anything they can add that's actually relevant to the smoking. They're just like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of analogies you could use. Um, <clears throat> but wow, that was really tasty. I, I keep smoking that ice cream because there's certain hashes that I like certain times a day, like this early, especially when I'm feeling like a little like worn down from the night before. Like I got like phlegm in my fucking chest and shit from like slamming dabs and not sleeping enough, being up all night. Um, the gassy strains like seem to be like a lot better for me when I like I'm a bit more, more run down as opposed to like the sativas or the fruity stuff. Fruity stuff seems to be more oily and it kind of like makes me feel more like blocked up. Whereas the more like, gas your OG dominant strains actually seem to like loosen everything up and kind of make me feel like relief almost like menthol does when you put like Vicks vapor rub on your chest or something I feel like it's a similar process when it's strains that have terpenes in that uh 
tripping profile. But who fucking knows? Could be a, you know, mind over matter kind of thing. Who knows if it's actually helping? But I'm enjoying it. Man, that thing was fucking terpy, dude. I was talking to my trainer the other day. This isn't even about glass. Um, but, um, like, I grew up in, uh, like, my parents weren't, like, religious people, but they, I went to, like, Catholic school and shit and, like, did all those, like, the confirmation stuff. So I learned all about religion and shit. Not saying I'm a religious person or even practice shit, and I, I don't hate on anyone that does. Um, but I find religion fascinating. Like, if I went back to college, I would just study, like, all religions, I think, because I think there's something just, it's just so interesting about how humans get like so drawn to it. Um, but I was thinking the other day, like, have you guys ever met someone or like known someone that gets like in trouble and gets community service, but then like sells it as if they're like helping the community. So like they'll be at your house like, Oh dude, like I just fucking cleaned up around the library and like, you know, I swept all the basketball courts and this and they're like, yeah, like, don't you like have to, cause you have community service. Like, you have to do that because by law, so you don't go to jail. But they like sell it to you. I was like, yeah, but dude, like I'm helping the community and cleaning things up. Like, I was like wondering, like, if that maybe that kind of is like what happened to that dude Jesus. Like, maybe he already was like sentenced to death, and he was they were gonna put him on a cross, and he was there, and he was like, fuck, how do I turn this ship around? And he was like, I'm doing this for y'all. So he was kind of like that guy that like just tells everyone that he's cleaning up the community, but he was forced to do community service. But either way, you know, just try to think of, like, rational human stuff. But me and my trainer were just fucking just dying, just talking about, like, how crazy, like, all the religious stuff and nowadays how wild things have gotten. Um, but I appreciate all that, like, the history of it and stuff because it's, it's super interesting. One more dab here. Someone is blowing me up like crazy. It sounds pretty serious. Okay. Okay, cool. Just my cat needs his insulin. He's got diabetes. So is my wife. He's like, we're 20 minutes past insulin time, but he'll be all right. He's good. I'll give it to him here in one second before we go switch over to the Patreon uh, portion of this episode. Fucking, I think Brandon's here too. Maybe just have him roll in and we'll just have him tell us about conspiracy theories for a half hour and I'll just take dabs and stare at him, you know? So maybe we'll, that's, that might be the, the Patreon episode we're going into here in a second. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take one more dab here. And then if you guys want to follow us over to uh, Patreon here in a minute, uh, we're going to do that. Let's see here. Let's take a dab on this big boy here. This one will definitely make me feel better, you know, because it's just, no, it won't actually. It's going to make me take the dab way too deep. And then you're just going to hear me almost throw up. I'll text Brandon that he, in a second here. didn't want him to think I was ignoring him, you know? He's sitting out in my driveway, chilling out there in my Ford Escape. Well, I gotta be careful. It's my only nail right now. Well, the only nail I want to smoke anyways. I do have other nails. If I broke this, I could still get high. There she is. Man, I don't even want to sell this piece, dude. I just, like, love it. It's so fun. It's so abstract. I want to make a smaller version that's a little bit little bit different but uses the same like engine and like uptake but maybe not the extra bubbler just do something like smaller and more for like hash but like still follows a similar like lines and function just without the ash catcher or the extra bubbler 
and shrunk way down. I'll probably make one of those here in the next couple weeks, just see how it functions, make a little one. Cause I love the way this whole perk feels. And when it pumps into here, just like this section right here, I want to feel just this without anything extra. Cause I think this is like going to be an awesome feeling piece when you smoke it. Um, not saying this isn't, um, I'm just saying like, I want to make a smaller version that I maybe actually could offer to people. Cause I can't sell these. I can make, I can make, I could sell this one, but I couldn't sell another one. It's just too much. Yeah, I gotta switch out my alcohol because like basically my nail is still just covered with hash. That's all right. Sorry, Chaz. Anyways, I feel like I definitely noticed like a difference in heat retention when they're a bit Chaz though. Like I noticed you have to like, take them like a little hotter, like the dab's a little hotter on the nail when it's Chaz. Like when they're fresh and brand new, you can take them a little lower. They seem to cool down quicker with the the Chaz banger, but I'm pretty sure it's just a surface thing. So I don't understand why that would do that. But like, I understand when you heat up quartz a bunch of times, I believe that it gets more and more porous every time you heat it up, which means the micro holes in the glass just get, you know, more and more opened up every time you heat it. So maybe it being more porous would mean it would cool down faster, but I don't know. I'm not a quartz technician. I think we'll probably have a quartz person on here soon enough. We're definitely gonna start doing more glass blowing guests. You guys seem to really enjoy the chalk episode. So we'll do more projects like that. Where, like I said, we do a drop and we'll do a podcast and shit. Just gotta make sure I pick the right glass blowers that are willing to do the podcast too. And then I explained to the others that, don't get mad, but this is my current plan for 2022. It's like podcast with the person, you know, do, do a drop together, like talk about the pieces. It'll be a way more like interactive drop for collectors as far as like, having like an hour podcast of us like talking about the pieces and life and stuff and then having the finished work and having it all in one place and you know I don't know I just think it's something different and I can't do all those projects if I'm like working with stores right now because it takes a lot to do all the the extra stuff and I can't have someone like if I'm like working with another person it could be slowed down if, if that makes sense like for example like if you've ever gone like out to dinner with friends and if it's like just you and your wife or you and your girlfriend or whatever like you guys get there on time it's totally cool but if like you're waiting for three other couples like there's always someone that like slows down everybody or like not on time or this or that like I don't have time to be slowed down. I don't want to get mad at anyone. So to eliminate me getting mad at someone and them slowing down my growth, I have to just not work with like certain people basically, which sucks because I love working with like pretty much everyone's been great, but still slowing me down, I'm trying to grow over here. And then once I build this thing up, then I'll be able to uh, let other people in and really like I said before, like everything I'm trying to do here, especially even with the podcast, like it's going to be mutually beneficial to the whole glass industry. I truly believe that. Like I'm trying to cross a little bridge here, a little gap here. Oh, really? Did I miss it? Fuck, dude. I'm such a chatty Kathy sometimes or um, chatty Carl or whatever, dude. I don't even know. 
You know, he's got to throw everyone under the bus now. He can't just throw, he can't, can't throw Kathy's. He's got to throw Carl's under there, too. Don't want anyone left out. Don't want anybody's feelings hurt. Dude, when I was younger, and this is like a real old man thing to say, and I'm not even an old man, I'm 31 years old, I'm a baby. Um, but like, because I grew up with parents that would say shit like this, but it's like, dude, like, I was picked on so much as a kid and stuff, like bullying and like competitiveness and all that was so prevalent still when I was a kid. But like, even I'm seeing with my like three and a half year old daughter, I'm like, oh shit's changing. Like, it's like, it's actually different. It really is. Like, I really was like, oh, the world's probably the same. It's just like, everyone's like, cool, oh, it's changing. But like, wow, like things are like different. I like that they're like trying to um, make it safer for everyone and more fair for everyone but at the same time i'm like man but a little competition is good because it makes you think outside the box it makes you creative you know when you're forced to find a different path your brain creates new neural pathways literally in your brain like when you're like looking at a trail and you're like i don't want to follow the same path as everyone you want to create a new one when you make that new path your brain also makes new paths it makes your brain grow it keeps your brain feeling young you know, the creativity that comes from competitiveness is very important for human beings. But also, too, it's a slippery slope because too much competitiveness can lead to a society where a lot of people left out, feel left out of the equation. A lot of people feel like they're not um, valued or part of anything. They just feel like they're just here. Because if things get too competitive, then it eliminates a lot of people from even trying, you know, because they look at it and they go, damn, that shit is just too hard. I'm not even going to try. So... We need both. We need competitiveness, but we also need compassion. And I think it's fine to be a spectator too. You don't, not everyone needs to be grinding. I don't think everyone needs to be working either. You know, I think it's, we might be able to build a world where the people who like to work can work and the people who like to just do whatever else they do, do that. Like, I don't fucking know. Wait, is this too hot? I'm just going to go for it. I'm so stoned that I'm being forgetful right now. And the bubbles that fucking dumped out that thing is stupid. Looks like looks like fucking soda. So bubbly. <coughs> Alright. <coughs> ah, fuck. <coughs> feeling good, you know? We're feeling great. Fuck. I need another coffee. Oh my god. Alright, dude. I think we're gonna fucking go to Patreon. We're gonna jump over there. I know where this one's probably what five, eight minutes short of a typical episode. No, we're about there, Aisha. Sick. All right, we're gonna jump over to the Patreon, guys. If you want to meet us over there for the first uh, extended version of the What's Up Everybody podcast, we're gonna do like an extra thirty minutes over there. I think I'm gonna have Brandon come in. He's here chilling out in the driveway, so maybe we'll have him come in and chill with us and talk for a minute um, while Aisha and I kind of get closed up and picked up for the day. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you folks to support the What's Up Everybody podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, bmsglass.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That way you can stay up to date on everything. We talk about the podcast and the newsletter drops, everything. So that way you just can get information because you don't see everything on Instagram because it's not chronological anymore. So sometimes you see my posts about all that stuff. Sometimes you don't. I notice if I post too many dad videos in a week, Instagram puts me in a little, little Instagram jail where no one sees my shit. And then if I'm posting like nice studio photos and just videos of me talking, I get back in the algorithm. So 
I got stuff doing is made drugs on the internets so that they say, hey, you can come to the party. So, all right, guys, <laughs> have a great day. Thank you so much for the support, and we'll see you over on Patreon. This is the What's For Everybody podcast, episode 87. We did it. <laughs>